The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded November 21st, 2018. Enjoy! Welcome to the December edition of Life of the Tax Lane. Ho, 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 Joe, 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 Hugh, 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 let's go, go, go. Oh, that was awesome. Look at you, you're rhyming, you got your hands going everywhere. That's okay, I'm out now. Someone's had a little bit of Christmas cheer. Uh, well, what did the Senate want for Christmas? Oh, yes. They uh, sent out their report saying, how do we make Canada more competitive? Is Canada still open for business? And they mm. said, what we would like is a full royal commission to review the whole income tax system. But don't wait for that. You got to make some changes. Hopefully, lower the tax rates. Uh, give us faster write-offs on assets. Look at what they did in the states. We got to compete. And an awful lot of discussion about the regulatory regime, uh, various issues of red tape, and maybe fixing up some infrastructure. So. How do you think they're going to make out on that? Is it going to be a nice Christmas for the Senate? Well, they at least got one thing. They asked for a little bit much this year, but we did get the accelerated CCA write-off. Uh, more specifically, in that November 21st uh, federal fiscal update, we had a number of tax changes in there. Uh, for example, you acquire manufacturing and processing equipment under, if you're in a tax account, of Class 53. Well, under the fall fiscal economic statement, you get a full write-off if you acquired it uh, November 21st onwards. So great news there. For the next five years. For the anyways. next five years. Also, if you're in the clean energy world, if you purchased a 43.1 or 43.2 asset uh, on the 21st or onwards, you do also get a full write-off. Yeah, that'd be sort of like, you know, a charging station for an electric vehicle, those yeah, kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're not in any of those, clean energy or manufacturing and processing world, if you are in a business, and you purchase depreciable capital assets, there are still some treats in the uh, fiscal update for you. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, we are allowing a pretty sizable, larger uh, CCA in the first year where you acquire that property, provided it's November 21st onwards. How are they going to affect that, Joe? Well, what the concept here is, is, is with most depreciable assets, uh, you get half year depreciation in the first year. Essentially, what they're going to do is triple that. So it's going to go from a half year rule to a year and a half rule. For example, class eight in your first year, you're going to be able to depreciate 10% in the old rules. Now it will be 30%. And thereafter, it goes just back to the regular rent, uh, rate. So class eight would be 20% thereafter. And that's pretty much all assets. Yeah, so. yeah. If, there's, uh, if you do have an asset class that is not subject to the half year rule, there are parallel rules that would essentially mm. get you back to the same position, noting that the maximum CCA we can be claiming that first year is that 100% cost of the asset. That accelerated depreciation was one of the big news stories mm -hmm. out of the U.S. changes mm -hmm. and I got to think that what was the goal? Bring in more investment. Well, if the U.S. is going to let you deduct it faster, so will we. Now, Hugh, I said if you had manufacturing and processing equipment, you're in a, in a golden area right now. What do I oh, mean yes. by manufacturing? Manufacturing or processing goods for sale or lease. Okay. Pretty sure I know what manufacturing is. What the heck is processing? Well, as near as we can tell, you've got to take something and do something to it and make it into something else. So that's about as clear as we can make the shorthand. CRA has a pretty decent folio where they discuss this, and I think they give us a lot more examples. But some of the examples that always stick in my mind is we're a restaurant. Well, we take raw ingredients. We do something to them. We cook them. Now they're food. They're meals. Is that how we it put works? Them all. Well, I sure hope so. I don't tend to look in the back room, but... Uh, what does that mean? Okay, fryers, toasters, 
grills, ovens, that's all That's all yeah. processing equipment. We're selling the meal, so we qualify. Uh, that's a pretty big write-off if you're starting up a restaurant or replacing a lot of equipment. Yeah, it's much Maybe more you're uh, in the beverage rather than the food industry. Okay, what about a blender that mixes things? That's processing multiple ingredients into one beverage. Mm -hmm. uh, an awful lot of other industries that can qualify for this as well. We know there are a few that are deliberately held out. It's not farming, it's not construction, it's not the resource sector, and that's explicitly legislated that they don't count. Yeah. But there's an awful lot of stuff that does count. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we move on to the next topic? Uh, AAII, Adjusted Aggregate Investment Income. What are you talking about, Joe? <laughs> Think about passive investment income earned in a corporation, so dividends, interest, that kind of thing. Now, the new rules come in place in respect of years that begin in 2019 going forward. Uh, so how does it work? Essentially, if you have uh, $50,000 of investment income, for every dollar in excess of that, that's going to grind your small business deduction limit down by $5. So what does that mean? That means less of your active income, so not the investment, but your active income is going to be able to get that low small business deduction rate. So 13, 14, 15%. Instead, you're going to be up in the 26, 27, 28% range there. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's going to be you know, costly for some businesses, so we're watching it, we're managing it. Now, we know if we have that passive income in excess of that $50,000, we mm -hmm. get a grind to the small business or we're subject to that grind. When does the grind happen? Oh, that is a good question, Caitlin. Um, you know, we, we know that the first rules where the grind are going to apply are basically 2019 going forward, but you have to look back to the previous calendar year and basically what were your passive investment incomes in that year. So those are year ends that we're dealing with right now. So what was that income level? And then you're going to take a look at all of your associated corporations and what was the income for their year ends that ended in that previous calendar year. You're going to add it all up. If you're over 50 grand, you got yourself a problem. Mm -hmm. Hugh, what are they doing in uh, Ontario? Joe, I like the uh, Ontario theory. They looked at this and said, you know what? We don't like this. We're not <laughs> doing it. So you can keep your whole small business deduction in Ontario, even if you're over 150000 in passive income mm -hmm. and you qualify for absolutely nothing federally, which creates an interesting result. We've kind of got a mid-range corporate tax rate. It's not as low as that nice 12 or 13, but it's not into the 20s. It's into the uh, high teens. Mm -hmm. And... I also get the ability to pay out tax-advantaged eligible dividends because that computation is done at the federal level. So we haven't seen the legislation yet. Ontario may do something to uh, curtail the ability to get yeah. the benefits of that. But I would say for a lot of Ontario businesses, this is going to be pretty complicated. It would mm -hmm. be nice to see the legislation first. But if you were doing planning on getting passive income out of the company, maybe you want to put the brakes on and see where this goes. This could easily be a game changer for some Ontario businesses. And we have a bit of time, Joe, because as you mentioned, 2019 is the first time this will matter. It's got to be a corporate year end that started after 2018. Mm -hmm. So if we've got a full 12-month year end, December 31, 2019 is the first year we've got to worry about this. It's really 2020 where it's going to kick in on all cylinders. We got a little bit of time, but as you noted, 
I got to look back to the previous calendar year for yeah. my passive income. So right. if I'm going to make changes, it can't be in 2020. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Siri audits, Katie. Yeah, what do they do it over there? Well, as we know, they like to identify taxpayers where there's a higher risk of non-compliance. And they've said on a number of occasions, we think businesses that are cash-based, for example, restaurants mm -hmm. are of particular concern. So what are they doing? Well, we recently got access to a CBC. It's very high tech, a CBC article online where they talked about one of CRA's recent projects where they went to the Ontario Essentially Liquor Board and asked for all of the information related to businesses that were licensed to buy commercial quantities of alcohol from the Ontario Liquor Board. And they said, oh, by the way, we just don't want this information once. We want it for every three months for the next four years. And presumably, they're going to take that information, do some type of analysis, and help with their audit and assessing practices. And they also said, we have similar projects like this in other territories and we're looking provinces. at provinces, pardon me, and we're looking at expanding this pro these type of pro pro projects <laughs> nationwide. Just so heads up, up there if you are in these high-risk industries. Hugh, tell us a little bit about some indexation changes. Wow, that's interesting. Every year we index for inflation all of our personal tax numbers. The big news this year, it's a 2.2% adjustment. Inflation mm -hmm. isn't that big. But the one that doesn't go up every year is the tax-free savings account limit. It only moves in $500 bumps. And this year, we get a bump. So 2019, 6000 bucks available to kick into your TFSA, as opposed to the usual 5500 we got used to over the last few years. Let's finish off talking about the carbon tax, unfortunately. Uh, you know, some people are, are not very happy about it, but regardless, uh, we do have four provinces that are going to be subject to the federal rules now. Uh, so the ones we're talking about are Ontario, Manitoba, uh, New Brunswick, and Saskatchewan. So what are we talking about here? Well, on average, a family of four is going to have to pay about uh, $244 uh, on a cents per liter for gas. We're looking at about 4.42 cents. So they pay it in. They're going to get a rebate through the climate action incentive payment of about $300. So slight, you know, advantage there. But uh, overall, there's a cost. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the lump <laughs> of coal in the stocking. And we will be back in 2019. The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. That's V-I-D-E-O-T-A-X.com. The preceding information is provided for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, visit videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2018. All rights reserved.